This podcast is intended for listeners that are 18 years or older. Explicit language, sensitive content, and views that are objectionable to some listeners may be present in the podcast. As such, listener discretion is strongly advised. Please read our podcast terms and conditions before listening to Up the Rabbit Hole. Welcome back to Up the Rabbit Hole with a sex therapist. And I have Dr. Corey Rushka here speaking personally with my lovely co-host and assistant, Brandy. <laughs> so today we have the topic of, since there's such a over outpouring of kind of questions regarding, uh, you know, in this, we're kind of last time we or a few sessions ago, we talked a little bit about swinging and that swing culture. Today, we're going to be talking about threesomes, foursomes and moresomes. And so there's some crossover. So we'll compare and contrast the difference between those and swinging and kind of go from there. But we do have some updates for people. Sure. Yeah. Tell us about our updates of what mischief we were getting involved in here. Oh, it was it was quite fantastic. So over the uh, Thanksgiving long weekend, um, there was a conference called Wicked in the West and Wicked in the West is all about BDSM and um, the leather culture and black booting and uh, power exchange. And so during the daytime, there were conference type information sessions that you could go to, especially if you were a newbie. And then during the nighttime, they had the dungeons open where there was a lot of different things that were going on. Luckily, we were able to attend and we helped sponsor Wicked in the West, which was fantastic. And a lot of our sex therapists got to partake in those information sessions. So we're better equipped to work with people who are in that type of lifestyle. And we were able to see the dungeons as well. So a lot of great learning in that in that regard, things that we have here in Edmonton. Except for me, because I was on holidays traveling through Italy and Spain. So it's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toss up, Italy and Spain or Wicked in the West. I tell you, it's a hard one. But I guess I would just say shout out to Nelson and Imp who put that on. They were fantastic and they made us feel very welcome and they were extremely helpful. And the people that they brought in, which was worldwide, they had people presenting from the uh, United States, from Germany. Uh, locally, it was extremely, extremely well done, and it definitely is a family dynamic. So I highly recommend to people to check it out if that's what you're interested in. And I heard there was some definitely uh, memorable experiences there that I think were throughout everyone's <laughs> memories burned into your retina. <laughs> there were. And I think, you know, some people um, really were like, huh, okay, okay, this is a little uncomfortable for me. But I think it's, it's important for us as therapists to be put in that uncomfortable position, because we could have someone across the couch from us living this and we need to be okay, just because it's not our kink or what we enjoy on a personal level, doesn't mean that we can meet them with what they enjoy and understand it. Mm -hmm. And so even on a closer note, we also had another field trip educational field trip. You want to talk about that one? <laughs> yeah, we did. So we were able to take our sex therapist to one of our swing clubs called Aurora downtown. Um, again, a, a great night out. We were able to see what they had to offer from a swing dynamic for those of you who are interested in that lifestyle. The owner, Lauren, is absolutely lovely, invited us in, and we were able to check out what they have and it's a whole bunch of different rooms from semi-private rooms to 
more of a dungeony room to more of like a water play fun furniture room and we were able to really see how people interacted and and how the club worked and how they are able to give to the swing community and what they have to offer and there was even dress up night oh yes angels and demons so, yeah, that, that, that was uh yes yeah so we were <laughs> To dress up. Devils there, yes. Yeah, other people dressed up. So again, really good learning for our therapists here and being able to understand more of the dynamic and what people are looking for and what people are participating in, which has seemed to really kind of exploded since COVID has not come to a close, but winding down. Is that the proper way to put it? I don't I don't know. Well down maybe a little bit. Yeah, it's still. Though this last two weeks, everyone seems to have gotten sick in some form. I don't know if it's COVID, but it's definitely, <laughs> there's a fall sickness coming around. There is, but I think a lot of people are really wanting to get out and do things and meet people and experience things that they haven't experienced before and kind of spice up their sex life and their love lives with their significant others. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been doing here at, uh, at Insight. We've been, we've been busy. Yeah, We have been busy. busy. Yeah, so that's kind of our new updates of what new learning that we've been able to participate in. So thank you to to Wicked and to Aurora for allowing us. It was fantastic. Okay, so we have, I guess, my joke. Now, I was going to build on the old joke because back when we did this, um, one of the ones earlier, your joke kind of was, you know, who's the most popular guy in a swingers club? And it was the guy who can carry for you. It was two coffees and a dozen donuts without using his hands. And so I, I want to build on that one is who's the most popular woman? Oh my goodness. I can't imagine. I don't know. The one who can get the last one without using her hands. <laughs> that would be a popular girl. But that last donut uh, could be a struggle. Depending <laughs> on a dozen donuts. Yeah. Like so well, let's let's kind of oh. do some definitions. So oh, yeah, with threesomes, foursomes, moresomes, yeah. uh, you know, originally we were talking about swinging, and so you know, swinging poly was at our old kind of session, and you know, defining you want to define swinging and poly just to a, and then we can compare and contrast with what we're talking about today. Uh, yeah, sure. So swinging is when you have a primary partner and then you go meet either a single individual or uh, another couple and you participate in either a soft swap, hard swap. So soft swap is you kind of switch partners and you, it's just making out. It might be petting, kissing, hugging, maybe oral sex. And then hard swap is intercourse. And you would be doing that with the other person's partner polyamory that was the other one you wanted me to talk to yeah because you know the swinging is more i mean it's more focused on the sexual activity but in couples yeah okay and then poly so go through the poly poly if you look at even the definition of it it means more than one love so in in a polyamory relationship you have typically your primary partner that you're in love with and you do life with and you may have children with and then you have secondary partners who you may also be in love with and that you partake in life with but not as much to the extent as your primary partner so you may go on holidays with your secondary partners you may be having sex or or staying with them or what have you but when it comes right down to it 
your primary partner will come first and your secondary partners are still people that you are having sexual relations or doing other things with. And both primary partners may have secondary partners. So it doesn't, it's not just one or the other, there may be multiple. And, it, and it's more about the relationship and or kind of the love relationship than about the sex, even though sex might be a part of that. So then now if we're moving it to that, because then we have different styles, because then you move into that open and then, you know, we have threesomes, foursomes and moresomes. So now we're focusing more on just kind of that sexual activity. And these are usually more short terms. They could be more repetitive. They could be from a, a swinging threesome, foursome. It could be from a poly threesome or foursome, but lots of times people may just have an opportunity or experience or have someone that they just kind of call out to, to kind of be a part of that. Right, because it really depends on how you set up the swing dynamic. So we've worked with people who their swing dynamic is they have a group of people that they all trust. And these are the people that they play with. They might go to the theater with, they might do dinner with, and sex just happens to be this extra bonus on the side. Doesn't have to, but it, it is there if you want it to. So there's that dynamic versus we're just going to get online and try and find another couple that we jive with and just go for the sexual contact. You can even have three individuals who are all single Absolutely. going, hey, it's it's hook up, you know, show up, hook up. Absolutely. Yep. Ah, so let's kind of start with our questions since the audience is probably dying to find out what. <laughs> what's uh, first question. My wife and I are married for 28 years and decided eight years ago to open our marriage to other sex partners. It works very well. For now, my wife is the steady lover, which she sees on a regular basis, parentheses, because of circumstances, they haven't seen each other since March. My wife wants to start with him again, and we even discussed to have a threesome with him. Neither he and I are afraid of touching each other. My, or better, our question is how to start a male, female, male threesome, and what do you do? When I read this, I wasn't sure exactly what the question was asking. It's like, uh, you already know about touching. I assume you know about sex. So when he's asking, what do you do? Is this like the engagement of, hey, you know, are you interested in doing this? Because it sounds like you're just asking for an opportunity to be a part of this process in some form. And I guess, how would this be any different than any other gender or sex? I mean, there's just some different parts. So again, well, when you throw unless, unless you're reading there, unless you're reading the question in there, right? No, I mean I think the what do you do question is is fairly valid, right? So uh, clearly they're not afraid of touching each other, and certain positions when you have two men and a woman would require the touching of of each other, right? Whether it be legs, um, like, unless they're getting involved with each other too. So that's I mean I guess are they just. Are, are they, you know, bye-bye curious? Are they straight yeah. and just getting involved in the, you know, she is the center pivot well, point? Well, and as I read it, it was much like they are the males, and maybe this is just my interpretation, aren't necessarily bi-curious, but if they're in close proximity to each other while they're having sex with the one female- Things, things might be touching. <laughs> yes, and that's not going to be the problem. But, you know, what do you do? Well, have, have you looked at what the possibilities are with two males and a female? They're, they're vast. There's different positions and different things that you can do and how you can play. And do you want one to watch while the other one is participating? Do you want both to participate? So that's conversation that you need, the three of you need to be having. You bet. And what you want to do, what is the fantasy, what you have seen before and you'd like to give a go and really what the hard boundaries are. 
And I, that comes back to that navigation. So, I mean, I put a few little, you know, things or rules to think about, like, is kissing important to you? So is this involving kissing or not kissing? Are public displays of affection outside of that, depending on what they're doing? How are they going to be communicating? You know, is it via email? Is it phone? Are there trails that they're wanting to be apparent and informed of the other partner? Are they using safe sex? Are there condoms required? Do you swallow? Is there someone going to have an issue with that? Um, are you interested in byplay? You know, what are the boundaries, especially if for same-sex interaction, even if because it's in proximity? Are there any off-limits? And do you play even on the first date? Do you need to have a sit-down meeting and talk about what this is going to look like to kind of make some agreements? First, usually what I would recommend so that everyone's clear and you're not getting hurt feelings or crossing boundaries. Well, I think that meeting is really important because what if the two men are just can't stand each other? That is not going to be a good dynamic from a sexual standpoint, right? Yeah. So it's the meet and greet is is super important and just saying, you know, this is our vibe and can you fit into this from a third party perspective? What are you looking for? You know, what's the fantasy? What are you comfortable with? It, it really comes down to a lot of transparency and vulnerability and communication. Yeah. And I think if you're looking at, and I'll play with some mild extremes. So if you have someone who, you know, is used to gentle sex and lovemaking, and then they, the partner over there is into like hard, intense banging, and they can't handle seeing their wife get banged in that intensity, there could be triggery responses like, wow, what's going on? Like, this is not what I was imagining. So there's so many things that could occur that you you might not be expecting. Well, and even what's permissible with one partner and not with another, sometimes that comes up. So for instance, if there's anal play with the primary partner, but that's a no-go with a secondary partner, does everybody know about this is, or vice versa? Maybe the primary partner doesn't know that there's anal play and that may cause a problem. So make no assumptions because the, no. the rules may not be the same for everyone in that activity. Absolutely. But I think naturally speaking, you kind of know what to do. It's just a third party might be doing something that one end while you're doing something on the other, or how are we going to mix this up and, and make it fun for everybody involved? And I'm sure we don't have to create visual images for what could oh. be happening. Cause no, uh, we're just going to move that on. If you need visual images, there Google are is there for you, yes. <laughs> right? So yeah, those are available to you if need be. Second question we have is, my guy and I have been together for a year and a half. From the beginning, we made it clear that some sort of swinging would be on the table when the time was right. We've recently started talking with a unicorn, an old friend of his that is married and polyamorous, and hopefully we'll get to have a playdate soon. This is a relationship first for both of us. My initial concerns were about jealousy on my part, but my boyfriend and I have worked through that. We've been sharing fantasies and pictures with this girl that alone have been amazing for our sex life. I'm really excited to make it all happen, but I'm a little shy around other women and haven't had much sexual experience with one. I enjoy being told what to do, but don't want to rely on that completely. What is good threesome etiquette? What can I do to prepare? What are fun things to try with a female, female, male dynamic? I don't think I'm going to get jealous, but what if I do? Interesting, because he said he's, you've worked through that jealousy. It's like, well, we'll see, because until you get into the activity, you never really know how that's going to run. As people start to just realize anyone you're having intimacy or sex with, that will cause a bonding. And that bonding can lead to changing in feelings. Yep. So be aware of that, as well as the need to separate love and sex. And can you do that? 
women struggle more with that than men, I think. Yes. Right. And so who you choose to share your body with and have sex with is vastly different over who you're in love with. So if I'm working with couples, it's always like there is a vast difference and you can share your body or what have you with other people, but no one gets to touch the love that you and two, the two of you have together. No one gets access to that. So typically speaking, I think some good information is when people who are swinging or having threesomes, foursomes, what have you, with other people, the sex will typically look different than the sex that they have with you. There's three different types of sex. There's the making love sex. There's just plain, just sex. And then there's the fucking is what it is, right? Yeah, with David, I, I use David Snarches because I give him the excuse of I'm going to be presenting because he, he calls it just passionate fucking. And that's kind of that differentiated dynamic where you are able to kind of go where you want to go within the acceptable boundaries. And so you're unleashing that dynamic, but it's consensual. Yeah. So typically what you don't see in this type of dynamic is a primary partner making love with somebody else. You typically don't see that. It's just... It's more just sex-based or that a snark says, passionate fucking. Yeah, because it could uh, even be just fucking. It might not even be passionate, but it depends yeah. on what the purpose is. And that's why my question would be, what are you looking for in this? You know, someone to fuck, someone to, to you know, do something that your partner might not be with. So kind of know what your agenda is, or at least fantasies when you're going in there. Absolutely. But I think that is, for women in particular, it's a, it's almost like a safety device because I know or the person knows that the partner is not going to be having sex the way that they have sex with the primary partner, because there's, there's love involved. There's not love involved necessarily in a threesome, foursome, foursome. Right. So it looks, it looks different. How do you prepare? I think, I mean, be clear on those boundaries, the rules, the roles, the expectations, what crossing a boundary would look like and how are you going to address it? As some people may view certain things as cheating, even though you might not initially thought that absolutely here's the thing i love her comment about i'm a little shy around other women well here's the bonus you got the same parts so if you want to try and play with another woman you kind of know what feels good for you you can replicate that on somebody else and if she likes to be told what to do have your partner behind you tell have him telling you how to do or what he does that makes you feel good and see if he can guide you with another woman if you use yeah her. use those strengths or those yeah. kind of things that you know about you absolutely but i mean the greatest thing is knowing what parts that this other woman has because you got the same parts you know it feels good so i think it's gonna be more of an issue for him performing because you got two females and you guys typically don't have that endurance ability that a lot of your women may have because it's just a lot more difficult well this is true if I mean, you're relying on an erection. So if you're relying on an erection and a penis, good luck. So it's just, how are you going to now engage? And, you know, what are you going to do for that time? If, you know, the, that first five minutes is now up and now you're done. And so it's like, okay. Well, but it we, or, that he still can't yeah. participate. Of course, of course. Some so, people, as long as you're thinking that way, because some of my clients, that that's it. You kind of think in that all about the penetration until orgasm. Yeah. And if it's not long, then there that's it. What else is there to do? Like we're done. And so it's about now opening that up to being able to be exploratory and intimate and connecting and playful and whatever other stuff that you can still do to enjoy that time. 
Absolutely. So that when it, that's when it comes down to a lot more out of outer course versus intercourse, you mm-hmm. can still get toys. You can still use your fingers. You can still do lots of things orally and to have fun and still be in that state of desire, even though you may not be in a state of arousal. I think also watch for the mat. They might not be a match. You might look great. You're fantasizing, wonderful. And meet up first so that you know that things still that might line up and you got a personality dynamic that may flow. Yeah. With her last question about she doesn't think she's going to get jealous, but what if I do? So one of the things I teach couples who who open up is you got to have a code word. Like if there is ever a point in time where something happens and you're feeling uncomfortable and you need your partner to get you out of a situation or something is going sideways for you, you have to have a word, a gesture, something that tells your partner, this is not good for me right now. And we need to very gently, or you need to get me out of this situation. And do your check-ins, regular check-ins and follow up and realize jealousy may come later. Yeah, there is absolute aftercare. You know, I highly recommend discuss what just happened, right? And so a lot of people in the lifestyle, actually men specific, will not reach orgasm on purpose. So then afterwards, you can connect in a sexual manner with your female partner. Which is what some people need, right? They need that other connection and knowing that we're okay, no matter what just happened in a play scenario. Mm Mm-hmm. So lots of things to think about for sure. And then I would also read the ethical slut book by Tossie Easton and Janet Hardy because they go it's through the nav- all of it. Navigate it. Yep. Navigate it. So that's what I would do. Ready for the third one? You bet. Okay. Me and my girlfriend of two years are wanting a threesome with another girl. However, she wants to almost in quotes, put on a show by doing stuff with the other girl, but I'm not allowed to touch her or vice versa. We've talked about it and my girlfriend is strongly against me touching the other girl. I'm totally okay with that, but I really want to touch them both, maybe not have sex with her, but playful touching. Am I stepping out of line by thinking this? I mean, first, my my first initial playful question would be, I'm not sure if this is a male or female, because I mean, it could be two females wanting a third female. And so then, but the dynamics, I don't think really change ultimately. But you were mentioning this sounds like something different, because we have some boundary issues here. And I'm looking at, although this is a mutually agreed upon decision, I have issues to watch out for double standards, and to watch out for that double standards, because it sounds like she wants to have fun, but maybe not to allow you to have the same level of fun, for whatever issue or reasons. And so there's terms for some of this, if at least if he's male, I don't know what it's called if she's if they're both female and they have a third and they want to watch only or only allowed to watch. Would it be the same thing? Maybe, but uh, I'd have to go look into the etiology of the history of the term cuckolding, right? Cuckolding, so, yeah. Because this is, this is not a threesome dynamic at all. This is more a cuckolding dynamic, meaning that one, and it sounds like it's a male partner. So I, this is just my guess. Well, we'll, we'll assume it is because that's the most likelihood. But right? So that means the male partner is watching and not allowed to participate while the female partner is playing with the other female. So that's, that's not a threesome at all. Yeah. It's just kind of watching or very, very light. And I guess my question would be if that partner, the female partner, okay with reverse of this, if it was to, you know, the challenge to check it out, can they bring a, another threesome with a, a male and she can watch while he plays and is she okay with that? You know, you're looking at some mixing and matching and looking at the combinations and testing it to see really what this is about. 
because it could be a playful dynamic of cuckolding and that's their turn on, but it also could be a control issue or an insecurity issue. And I want to rule that out. You do, because that can lead to resentment. Oh, a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and it really, again, it depends on what the dynamic is. We, we've worked with people where they're in a loving male, female relationship and the female wants something on the side with another female, which is great, but the another male is not allowed. So it really just determines by what your dynamics are and what the boundaries are and what's okay and not okay but it doesn't look like he's he i use generally is okay with this yeah so it's just watch that double standard and ultimately his question i assume him you know am i stepping out of line by thinking this no you're not stepping out this is a valid question that i think you know any couple should be exploring and looking at absolutely and that needs to definitely be taken care of and negotiated and compromised before you ever bring in the other girl. You betcha. Please. (laughs) All right. Last question we've got is I'm a male and have been with my girlfriend for about two years. I've always been someone that is very sexual and open to new experiences. I really want to try to open our relationship to a threesome or foursome. How should I go about talking to her about this? Because I'm nervous. I think we kind of covered some of that in that first question is recapping and adding is being open and honest and asking questions and looking at this as a fantasy base, being well-informed, know your stuff in this area very well, you know, because the issues in therapy, and I've mentioned it when we did the swinging, because they're very similar issues are breaches, lack of transparency, inequalities, a need for more attention from a partner, a lack of consideration or perceived consideration for their partner if, you know, during an activity or something. Lack of honesty. Um, Yeah. Watch of drug and alcohol use leading to breaches. That's where I'll see in therapy a lot, a lack of rules discussed. Hey, it'll be all good. We'll just have fun. And, and, you know, it's just a free for all. The possibility of even falling in love and choosing the other person and leaving can occur when you kind of engage in this stuff. So it's, you know, know yourself, I think a lot of the swingers and the, you know, individuals, you start to adapt into a level of tolerance better the more you're involved in that experience because you become kind of more well-balanced and being able to navigate your feelings and your sexual response. Someone who may engage in this just, you know, short-term or occasionally has a higher chance of not being able to understand what's going on them with their mixed feelings and could actually, you know, bond with the other person more because it's very focused and and new and novel. And so that high level of new and novel excitement kind of power bonds them to that new experience that they want to repeat it. It's an interesting dynamic for sure. Never dull. So I don't blame me for being nervous. No. Again, you know, it's just having that discussion as as the possibilities, the startup, the curiosities, the fantasy and seeing where that goes and do your research and, you know, read a few good books. And be really willing to be honest I think that's the the biggest thing we've worked with couples where one isn't really telling what he, what they want, whether it be male or female. And then, you know, you get into the situation and it goes sideways. So I think honesty is so, and vulnerability, so, so important in this area. And if you've talked about it, yeah, if you've talked about it once, it's probably not enough. You should probably cover it three or four times and have like plan B and plan C and plan D. Right. And, and again, just having that code word or that gesture in case something does go sideways and if that happens the rule is you stop right then and there not just oh just give me five more minutes no it's we all stop now because that's what we've agreed to 
And some people may view that that as being, oh, well, that's going to take all the fun out of it. If we actually have to plan it and structure it and talk about the rules and, you know, but this is about safety and how valuable this relationship is to you because yeah. you're, you're kind of playing with high performance sports sexually now. And so there's a lot more variables. There's a lot more risks and therefore you, you want to have that set up. 100%. And it's not really a lot of work to set it up. It's just kind of getting that clear. You tend to have a lot more open, healthier sexuality and, and relationship stuff when you're able to do that. The work is actually when it goes sideways because you haven't set it up properly. Yeah, That's where the work, it, where the repair work is astronomical. So it really, it's way better just to take your time and, and go through this step by step by step and really discuss the hard topics versus sitting on our couch and discussing the hard topics. Yeah. Words. Sometimes for hours. Yeah, it can really do damage. We've, I think we've both seen that. Mm-hmm. So, so takeaways. Oh, communication, communication, communication. That and anyone who's really interested in in the threesomes, foursomes, moresomes, swinging that kind of dynamic, I can't push ethical slut more. I really do believe that it gives you a great foundation and kind of a guideline. If we could get Dossie Easton or Janet Hardy on here, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> so great. Because not only uh, do they write about it, but they live that dynamic. So I, they, they know it well, they do. And so it, you're getting it from people who it's not coming from a scientific kind of, I'm going to shove this. Research well, it's well, I mean, it's well due diligence. Like she did her it, due diligence in the written of that book. And so it's, it's well thought out. It's well organized. It's really helpful for a lot of my clients. Straightforward. So totally my takeaway and just so do your due diligence, do uh-huh. your due diligence in terms of you're going to be doing this. So know what you're going to be getting into the risks, the pros, the cons, so that you're not surprised. Prevention way clean up a lot yeah, of prevention way better than reaction. hundred percent. Yeah. Your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that, that covers it. I mean, really it's due diligence and making sure you got that informed consent, watch for the risks that I've mentioned before. So it's just, there, there are lots of pros but there's also potential risks. And so you want to balance and, you know, know what you're getting into. And you're allowed to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Not to enjoy it. Just be preventative. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Another hot topic that is coming up through our systems. Like it's no tomorrow. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot more popular in terms of people bringing this stuff up Yeah. recently than for us, but awesome. Till we meet again. Always a pleasure. Take care.